0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 10 minute history podcast for kids, where I, Monica Michelle, do my best to tell you something about history I'm betting you have never heard about in history class. Every episode, I'm going to sneak in one wrong fact. If you are the first person to go to www.owellentwine.com and message me the correct fact, I will read your name on the next episode. Start your timers, and let's see how much we can cover in 10 minutes. Okay, everyone, we're going to be doing our first episode on Black History Month. It's one of my favorite months of the year. And I want to talk to you today about a woman named Elizabeth Jennings. And she was born in 1827. Her father happened to be the first Black patent holder in the United States. He had invented, um, basically invented dry cleaning. And he was a really interesting man. We're definitely going to be talking more about him and also her mother who was absolutely brilliant, but her mother was a slave and her father used the money that he made with his patent to purchase his wife's freedom. We're going to fast forward just a little bit to when Elizabeth Jennings is a young woman in New York. Now at that time, streetcars were segregated and they're basically what would be considered buses today. They were wagons with That were horse-drawn and they were separated by white and black carriages. Now, the carriages that were set aside for black people ran infrequently and they were very, very overly crowded. Now, Elizabeth Jennings was an organist at her local church that her father preached at and she was with her friend Sarah Adams. Now, the law stated that well, not necessarily the law, but the company's policy was that a Black person could ride in the white carriage if no white person objected and if the conductor said it was okay. You can definitely hear my tone of voice of what I think about this. Um, so when Elizabeth Jennings and her friend Sarah got on to the, the whites-only bus, The conductor told them that they were allowed to stay, but only if no one else objected. And Elizabeth was incredibly brave and answered back um, because he told them to wait for their train with their people. And she said that she had no people, that this was just as much her train and her place to be as anyone else And she spoke back to the conductor, and she said, and her quote was, I told him I was a respectable person, born and raised in New York. I did not know where he was born, and that I had never been so insulted before while going to church. And he was a good-for-nothing impudent fellow for insulting a decent person while on their way to church. This did not go over well with the conductor. It was incredibly brave of her. Um, The conductor acted... um, Violently, he grabbed her. She told him not to touch her, but he grabbed her and forced her from this train. She grabbed the sash of the windows. She even grabbed the conductor's sleeve while he forced her out. Um, He got her onto the ground and she ran right back onto the cart. Um, This made him even angrier and he told his driver just to drive as fast as he could to the nearest uh, police station where a police officer forcibly grabbed her and threw her off the train into mud, destroying her dress and her bonnet and leaving her very bruised and deeply, as you can imagine, very upset. This is all 101 years before Rosa Parks, so if the story sounds at all familiar, it was a tried-and-true method, and we'll see how this all ends up shaking out. So this altercation was brutal, and it left Elizabeth Jennings deeply, deeply harmed. And if the New York transportation system thought this was the end of everything, they had deeply mistaken Elizabeth Jennings and her community's character and tenacity. She went to the church, and her father was deeply upset at seeing the state of his daughter. They collected money immediately in the church to pay for her legal bills um, because they knew this was going to be a fight. And it was a fight that they were willing to jump into. So I mentioned Elizabeth's father as an inventor, but I kind of want to discuss just for a second, her mother, she was brilliant. And she deeply believed that the way out of everything was education and that it was the Black community's job to educate their children and themselves and that that was going to be the best way to move forward as an entire community. She had a beautiful speech titled On the Improvements of the Mind, a speech that her own daughter uh, gave for a group of women when she was only 10 years old. Um, So the community that Elizabeth grew up with was this incredible thinker and. advocate for education of a mother and a brilliant inventor of a father. And her entire community around her were business people, were writers and legal experts and journalists and ministers, all with the passion for abolitionist causes, for creating equality and equity in the community. So in other words, Elizabeth Jennings grew up in a world that was almost handpicked for her to create lasting and important change. Now, she began her legal fight with a young lawyer who had just passed the bar. Um, They went to a law firm and they assigned her this young man who was, I'm going to say, fairly unqualified for this. He had literally just passed the bar. He did end up, becoming the future president of the United States. And he did end up doing a very good job. His name was Chester Arthur. And they sued the Third Avenue Railroad Company in New York in 1855. They won. Um, Not only did they win, they also won extra money for their legal fees. So the judge ruled that a company, even a private company in New York, could not exclude by rules People. They could not discriminate. Um, This is in 1855. They said that discrimination was illegal in New York and that no private company could make rules that broke that. Um, She was awarded $250. That is $8,000 in today's money hereabouts. So this judgment began a very long process, but a process that did end the segregation in the New York Transportation Company. The Third Avenue Railroad Company immediately desegregated, but the companies, the other transportation companies were reacting very slowly, if not at all. That was not okay with their community. Elizabeth's father, Thomas Jennings, founded the Legal Rights Association to challenge segregated transportation companies In 1861, all New York transportation was desegregated. After the suit, Elizabeth Jennings continued her career as a teacher. You can see how important education is to her and her family. She taught for 35 years in private and public schools until 1860s. In the 1895, when she was older, in her own house, she opened up the first Black kindergarten in New York. Now you might be wondering why her name is not more prominent. I believe that most of us have heard of Rosa Parks. Um, it's incredibly sad to me that this story was buried for so long. I can thank Mo for a book called Mobituaries, which is where I found Elizabeth Jennings, and also a group of third and fourth graders. Now this is important because I think sometimes we forget how important our voices are and how much we need to speak out no matter our age, no matter who we are. And this group of third and fourth graders in New York from PS361 lobbied in 2007 to rename a street corner Elizabeth Jennings Place. It is still there today. If you visit New York, you can go see that. There are some beautiful murals right there. If you have a moment, head over to com and click on our history podcast. I usually do one wrong fact in these. I didn't today, and I usually don't during Black History Month. Um, but please go over there. I am going to be posting as many photos as I can find. And As many of the documents as I can find, I also have links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me in this new little baby podcast. This used to be, I can't believe that happened. So thank you for joining me over into the new podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Did you get that wrong fact? Head over to www.owlentwine.com and let me know. 10 Minute History Podcast is brand new and we're relying on your help to make it grow. If you enjoyed, please share with friends, family, and school. If you have a suggestion for new topics, please send me a message from the Owl & Twine website. To quote one of my favorite podcasts, if you enjoy, please rate and review. That's one of the nicest things you can do for us. Thank you. Have a great month, and we'll be back next month with a new topic.